welcome to another episode of Net Zero Conversations. Today, I'm joined by Jean-Michel, a co-founder of Novo Bio. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself, please? Um, yes, of course. So, um, so my name is Jean-Michel, indeed, I'm the co-founder of Novo Bio with Caroline. Um, um, and yeah, to, I'm yeah, I'm passionate about sustainability uh, and concerned about sustainability over 20 years now. Uh, and I have a business background at the beginning and uh, working very different with sustainable related fields from climate change to renewable energies. Um, and uh, in a few years ago, um, I discovered the field of the biomimicry and bioinspiration and how you can really take inspiration from nature in terms of designing and conceiving and perceiving uh, sustainable solutions. And this is, has been a really change, uh, changing moment uh, where the different paradigms from sustainability came together in one, in one single approach. Uh, and this is also uh, what led to the creation of Novobiome. Um, and yeah, and what we do at Novobiome um, is indeed uh, really trying to demonstrate that working with nature can be a game changer uh, in how we address the current sustainability challenges. Amazing. Um, Can you tell us a bit more about it? I'm just so interested. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is how it started. So we started from the biomimicry field and saying, okay, uh, so bioinspiration, taking inspiration from nature. Nature is out there since 3.8 billion years. Uh, so we have a lot of inspiration, diversity, and, and it drove to very sustainable uh, and sustaining uh, way of life and life on Earth. Um, and and we we were quite frustrated by back then, and Karina and myself were working on the, on providing consultancy services and trying to help organization uh, think about differently about the sustainable sustainability challenge and integrate the framework of bio inspiration. Uh, and at that time, the world changed. It's more than twenty years ten years ago. Um, it was still difficult. Sustainability was still a difficult topic. So now it's getting way more. Uh, I wouldn't say easier, but more uh, broadcasted. And then we said, okay, but let's try to demonstrate it works for ourselves. And we wanted to focus on on the specific uh, aspect, which is uh, more the restoration and regeneration. And say, okay, how can we take inspiration from from nature uh, to design solutions that are regenerative or help tackle uh, some specific environmental challenges? And the one we chose was really uh, tackling pollution problems, uh, regeneration problems, and waste issues. Um, and and in our journey, it's how a bit the framework I started. And it's just it's not for the storytelling. It's really started like that. Uh, and, and we came across from uh, on the incredible role of the fungi and the mushrooms uh, within the ecosystem dynamics. And um, and these are fascinating organisms. So it's uh, you can find fungi everywhere. It's uh, the biggest organism on earth is a fungi. The oldest is the one. So the oldest is over eight thousand years old. Uh, they they are the recyclers of nature. Uh, so uh, they, they, the recyclers and the, the chemists of nature. Uh, and when you look at this perspective and you're keeping in background the, the, the fact that, okay, we have pollution challenges, how does nature tackle the degradation of complex compounds and pollutions or complex waste streams? Uh, you realize and you look at the industry currently that indeed the industry is basically relying on um, heavy energetic 
uh, energy consuming solutions usually uh, well usually when we don't know what to do the principles have been you put everything in the landfill or you burn it these are the two main options that have been dominant in the past and still are some unfortunately still are active uh, but when you took when you look at nature what's happening you don't see any waste streams and don't see anything but you have complex compounds that remain uh, uh, like uh, wood, for instance, it's a very complex and stable compound. Uh, we're using it as a building material. Um, and you have lignin. Lignin is one of the most complex uh, natural molecules and stable molecules on Earth. Uh, but the mushrooms degrading that, and and how they do that is uh, is fascinating. And this this is the principles we wanted to reuse, uh, and to design nature-based solutions and sustainable solutions to to use the fungi within the waste industry and specifically tackling uh, soil contamination and pollutions. Wow, uh, what impact would you say your solution's been having so far? Um. Now, we have different levels of impact. So the first focus we really are working on is on soil remediation, uh, because soil remediation is an important issue. Uh, we have a very, especially in industrial countries where you have a long industrial history, um, there's a lot of uh, contaminated soils from past, uh, past activities. Um, and what we realize is that we work on bioremediation, so working with natural capacities of the soil to regenerate themselves. But this is nothing new. So bioremediation is out there since a long time. Uh, but the difference and impact that we have is with, by using the mushrooms, um, we broaden the scope of the bioremediation application. So we're able to tackle more complex compounds, heavier contamination, uh, what usually needs a thermal treatment, so or still uh, disposed in landfill or need physical chemical solutions. Um, and what we propose, the first impact is that we can treat it on site and we propose this sustainable solution to treat more complex pollution. So it's enlarging, broadening the scope of the bioremediation, so which makes it all more competitive, uh, especially in current uh, uh, in the current state, with the energy prices rising, um, so uh, when you have intensive, energy-intensive processes to clean up soils, when you can switch to sustainable processes, it makes it more competitive uh, on one side, and but also we're uh, able to treat it on site, so you removing the transportation factor from the soil to dedicated treatment center. So this is the, all the benefits that we have. So we have a strong benefit on the carbon footprint. So. We're currently uh, running an LCA, and from the primary studies that we did, we were about 70 to 80% uh, carbon emission reduction, uh, reducing our footprint uh, regarding the, the remediation, uh, by, well, the alternative bioremediation, well, not bioremediation, but thermal remediation or landfilling solutions. Um, this is one specific aspect. Um, the other one is that, as mentioned, we're really dedicating into the fact that our speciality is what we call the environmental microtechnologies. So the use of the fungi within environmental application. And another aspect that we're really looking into it is the waste and how we can revalorize waste streams. Um, part of the waste streams are revalorized within our, our activities, within the remediation sector. So we use that as a feedstock to let our mushroom grow on them. And then we bring these mushrooms on site where, uh, where the remediation has to happen. But we also have incinerated or burned, uh, and we study how we can use the mushrooms uh, to really 
with the bit 20 bit really bring and take a maximum of value out of these waste streams into uh, new applications. Uh, we're working with textile, textile waste streams, mixed waste streams of wood or contaminated wood. Uh, how we can use the chemical industry uh, like enzymes and really helping also a shift uh, towards uh, how we how we use goods, um, and I would say, though, licking, mimicking the bio processes uh, in nature. So in nature, you have very seldom uh, strong chemical plants or, um, let's say, furnaces or uh, except the volcano, you don't have that. But but works nature chemistry works in water. waste so there's a lot of happening in the biotech sector anyway but on the waste sector the waste sector is still very conservative in a way um, and they're introducing biotechnology into that and working with nature processes uh, is very uh, very important uh, for the future i guess and there the, the microtechnologies has tremendous uh, potential impact yeah amazing it's so interesting to hear all about this so why would you say it's so important that we focus on nature-based solutions? Uh, I would say that you have different levels. So um, for me, um, when you check, when you look at the current environmental challenges being climate change, uh, biodiversity loss, everything, uh, you realize that, okay, we can try to design and invent something and it's very good for our ego and saying, okay, it's nice, we've invented a very technological solution. But the easiest way is just to let nature do and provide him the space to do it and working with it because it has been tailored for doing that since millions, billions of years. Uh, and, and that's important. Uh, and that's the key for me is that this is, currently actionable solutions to tackle climate change, to tackle biodiversity loss. It's not, it's not something that we reinvent. And it is a paradigm shift in saying, okay, it's probably the best set of solutions that we have to address the current, current environmental challenges. Um, and I'm saying there's different levels, uh, like for, uh, for carbon sequestration, one wetlands are amazing carbon sinks. And what is the wetland? Is the wetland. So it's just letting the water flow back into it, restoring uh, wild spaces, uh, making sure that you have nature that it's, it's living and proliferating and getting super rich in biodiversity. And you know you're going to have a carbon sink. It's like carbon sequestration yourselves is something we're looking a bit into it because fungi are very interesting to that too. But also it's, it's a matter of changing practices how we bring a life back to the soil, how we bring that and the, the soil and rich soil and living soil brings better yields, but store carbons in the end. So nature-based solutions have a tremendous potential because they are there. You don't need strong development. You need application. You need shifts. You need to think differently how you conceive the, the challenges that we have, but you don't need much more or you need some specific technological development to enable these solutions to spread when you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's for me, that's the most important part about nature-based solutions. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. It's reinventing the wheel, which is just so time-consuming and so unnecessary. So would you say overall, in tackling the climate crisis, that we should be focusing more on nature-based solutions than we already are? 
Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, and it's not only on the climate change. So climate change is one. Biodiversity crisis is even worse. Mm-hmm. Both are linked. So it's not, it's not in, in, unfortunately, uh, uh, negatively linked in that sense. So we're in a negative spiral for the moment. So climate change induces biodiversity loss and biodiversity loss induces more and reinforces climate change. So we have this wrong feedback loops. Uh, but nature-based solutions, you can have a positive feedback loop. So inverse the feedback loop. Uh, so yes, for me, it is not enough. It should be, you should have massive programs investing into nature-based solutions at different levels, not just only trees in cities. That's nice. But that's not only the part of this. It's it's uh, it's how to how to indeed make sure that carbon farming and sustainable agriculture becomes the majority, not the not not ten percent, but becomes the ninety percent of the agricultural practices, and that the farmers find back a living out of it, but they have a service, they provide a service to the community, and this is for Europe. But then when you think about international, indeed, has it's all question huh? how do you link communities by linking them the revenues and the livelihood with the protecting of natural resources and and how to restore that uh, it can be the mangroves in 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 the islands where you have this you have climate mitigation well natural disaster mitigation services but also biodiversity hotspots so everything is linked so when you start working with nature and nature based solution indeed you reinforce a positive uh, impact that tackles different challenges in the same time so uh, and this is the thing is you have to create the conditions this is the guiding principles of the biometry framework is that saying can you create the conditions that are positive to life uh, and indeed and that's basically what we take in consideration also also in in the design of what we do uh, at Novo Bio. and we are more technology oriented because um, indeed, uh, we try to master the fungi, we provide it, we provide services for remediation. Depollution is a very specific aspect, so it's not it's not the broad, the whole scope of nature-based solutions. But indeed, it's still working with nature and how to understand it, how it works, and to make to create the right conditions uh, for nature to thrive. Uh, and this provides benefits for everybody. Perfect. Oh, this has been so insightful and interesting. So before we wrap this up, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? Any next steps or anything that they can get involved in to do with Novobiome? Yeah, well, indeed. Well, if you have a waste challenge, please see and think about it uh, and how you can, yeah, integrate, as a natural processes in a way, but not natural processes. It's biotechnology, uh, taking into taking into account that there are. On one side, there are a lot of resources available in the circular economy. You can do a lot with what we currently are throwing away. Uh, so what has a negative cost can be a, a profit. So it's not it's not only on sustainability aspect, but it's on economic aspects. Uh, yeah, and driving that. So if you think that, just feel free to reach out to us. That's definitely be happy to discuss about the potential of using micro technologies. And indeed, if you're listening to the postcard and then uh, you think about nature-based solution, yes, I think it's the future. Uh, it's 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 the past, the future, and has to be now. Oh, I love that. What a way to end this podcast. Thank you so much. This has honestly been so interesting and so amazing to hear about this solution. It's really great to hear about all these different solutions which are upcoming globally. So thank you so much for your time. 
You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.